Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. First timers, my name is Akil Stokes. I am a Forex trader. I am also a trading coach over at tier1trading.com. And this, ooh, this, right? The voice is cracking. This is a podcast that I release each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, giving you some helpful tips about the markets and really other aspects of life as well. And, and today we're going to talk a little bit about something that, of course, is trading related. We, we teach trading as, uh, as being thought of like a business. So anything that has to do with uh, business, entrepreneurship can be related to trading if you're treating trading like your business. Um, but today we're going to talk about really how to manage time, how to uh, prioritize work. And the idea came really when I got home today. I got home today and I was I was rushing to uh, get home, clean up a little bit, uh, stuff my mouth with some food, of course, and then rush my kid to Taekwondo practice. And I, I saw a truck outside of my house. I'm like, oh man, what's happened now? Recently, we've been kind of, this has been a bad year in the Stokes family for uh, for house issues. We had the we had a roof redone. We had a, a big mold disaster in the basement that just came back. We had to fix this. We had to do that. The car crash is just, you know, it's one of those years where everything happens. Uh, to put a positive spin on, at least we're getting out the way. And we did have a healthy kid, which is, you know, that's the best out of everything. Um, but the guy comes down and, and he's quoting us. Uh, he's a landscaper. He's quoting us on some yard work. Now, if you've been shamelessly following me on social media, you know that earlier in the year, I made it my goal. I was inspired. I was motivated. I was determined to conquer the biggest hurdle of them all. And that was my backyard. Each and every year, me and the wife try to attack the backyard, have it looking nice, de-weed, put flowers in, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do, all the stuff you see on you know, HGTV. And every year we come up short. But this year was going to be different. Why? Because this year we had a plan. And we got to work. I documented on Instagram, day one, de-weeding. Day two, replacing the soil. Day three, this. Day four, that. And it was going well. Fast forward a few months later, it is a complete mess. It is a jungle out there. Um, I was embarrassed to talk to the guy. He said, yeah, there's like a, a tiger, a wild tiger roaming in back of your yard. That's, that's how disgusting and out of control it is. And I was explaining to the guy, you know, I felt embarrassed, but I'm like, you know, when we first got into this neighborhood, I remember, I remember me and my wife, and we're both kind of blue collar people, kind of just, you know, do all the work yourself, uh, you know, roll up the sleeves and get it done. And when we first moved into this, we were in the city first. We moved back into kind of a, a more secluded neighborhood, to, to put it that way, with you know, you know houses that cost a little bit more, a little bit more privacy. And I remember seeing landscapers doing people's yards. And I'm like, why would people ever waste money having other people do your yard work, right? Because, you know, we grew up where you get the push mower, you get out there, you, you know, put some music on, you just, you have at it. And... You know, obviously, we're not used to having this much land and we tried it ourselves and, you know, it took like a week just to mow the lawn. And by the time we were done, the, the, the first part that we started off had grown back and it's like, OK, now we see why. And it wasn't a useful um, it, it wasn't using our time the right way. And it didn't really come become a priority. And I'm explaining to the guy outside. I said, yeah, you know, we had all these intentions. We started off good. We had that month where it just rained like every single day of the month. All the weeds came back. And to be honest with you, we're, you know, we're, we're both entrepreneurs. We're, we both work from home. Um, 
it just wasn't a priority to do the arts. That's what made me think of today's episode about um, how to prioritize your work because many of you guys are going through the same thing. Maybe not necessarily with your yard, but understand that I work with aspiring traders on a daily basis. And I'm fortunate enough to work with a, a very serious group, right? When I first got started, um, you know, I, I still I still answer every question I get on the internet, uh, social media, feel free to shoot me a message if you want. But this year when we started tier one trading, one of our main goals was to create a community, right? A community of traders because me and my partner, Jason Greystone and Darren Oglesby, we truly believe that, you know, it, it's, it's easier to become successful when you put yourself in a group with your peers, like-minded individuals, and you're all working towards the same goal. And I think that's proven in many different industries. So we wanted to put together a community of traders. That way, you know, we can basically work as a pack towards the common goal. And it's been fantastic because I get to work with some very serious traders on a, on a daily basis. And if you watch the, the recent interview that my partner Jason Greystone did with Mike Bellafiore, he's the owner of SMB Capital, which is one of the, the, the best, uh, one of the most well-known uh, prop firms in the U.S., um, basically, our community of traders is on par with the traders that work for his prop firm. And, and that just says a lot about who we're dealing, to, dealing with and the, the seriousness of them. And one of the tough things that happens with this group is that many of them, many of the traders have full-time jobs, right? They, they're, they're not in the... They're not in a situation where, you know, like me, where I have nothing better to do than trade all day. Trading is the number one goal. They have to go out there... They have to work, they have to feed their family, right? Create income while they're learning to trade at the same time. And that's extremely hard. Um, I know the internet says a lot about how easy trading is. Um, not true at all. Um, trading takes a massive amount of effort just to not be bad, right? Not even talking about being good. Just to not be a danger to yourself, it takes a massive amount of effort. If you ever wanna make that jump from just not being bad to just kind of struggling in the middle to actually being good, you got to 10x that, right? You got to 10, 10 times that effort you put in, right? There's a little Grant Cardone for you, right? 10x it, yeah. Put a 10x it and work that much harder just to have a small chance at being good. So a lot of what we deal with with traders is, is working with them on how to prioritize they're trading because they, they only have, or the education, I guess you can say as well, because they only have a certain amount of hours in the day to work on this goal. So they want to make sure that they're very efficient with that time and they're not wasting anything. So I thought this was a cool article. I'm going to share it with you. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read a little bit, but paraphrase some of it and kind of give my opinion as well. Um, but the article is called Every, the Everything is Important Paradox, Seven Practical Methods for How to Prioritize Work. I'm, I'm surprised I can say that word. I, I've never been able to say that word prioritize, so I'm doing good, right? Um, and this is by Jory McKay, and of course, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, attaching to this. So let me get a, a quick sip of my agua, and then I'll, we'll dig into things. Ah, that's good. Good thing about having your own podcast, you can do stuff like drink water on air. Nobody cares. Or maybe you care, but there's nothing you can do about it. So one of the biggest struggles in the modern workplace is knowing how to prioritize work. Workload, workloads are ballooning 
and everything feels important. Keyword feels, guys, right? However, the truth is that a lot of the work we do every day doesn't really need to be done, at least not right away. Learning how to prioritize means getting more out of the limited time you have each day. It's one of the cornerstones of productivity, and once you know how to properly prioritize, it can help with everything from your time management to your work-life balance. But while the elements of prioritization are simple, for example, you know, know what task needs to be done first, then rank them, right? Um, it's far from a simple exercise, guys. To make things easier, we've collected some of the best strategies out there on how to prioritize work into one master list. And again, I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to read the ones that I kind of like. There were a few that eh, I don't necessarily agree with, so we'll, we'll leave them out. But again, the link to this article is in the show notes, so you can go below and, and check it out. So number one, capture everything on a master list and then break it down by monthly, weekly, and daily goals. Prioritization happens on different levels. You have, you have the tasks that need to be done today, the goals you have for this week, and the accomplishments that would make you feel like the past month has been a success. Unfortunately, those lists don't always match up. It's all too easy to default to what seems urgent today and ignore the fact that it isn't getting you any closer to your bigger priorities. So before you can learn how to prioritize your daily work, you need to get everything down in one place. And I, I know that's that's been a big thing of me in the past. That's still something that we struggle with a lot at tier one trading is that we want to do so much. And I know for me personally, before I ever write any type of goal or task or anything on my to-do list um, down, I ask myself, does it fit within the bigger picture? Is it is it a task that actually has a point? Meaning, does it lead to something else, right? What is there? there I always have an end goal. So, right, for example, um, you know, Recently, I wanted to get a bunch of quick tip videos out, right? I wanted, I wanted to, I want to have a, a a daily outlet where traders can kind of get a, a quick, maybe one minute kind of, you know, coffee shot. What, what what is the what's what's the? I'm talking to you guys that you can answer me. What's it called when you a little shot of coffee? Um, not a cappuccino. I'm not a coffee. Well, I drink coffee, but I'm not a coffee nerd. But you know what I'm talking about. One of those little mini shots. Boom! Once a day to get you fired up. Kind of like what I do with the quote of the week. So what I did was I worked backwards. I said, okay, well, how can I go about giving traders this kind of daily dose of awesomeness on a daily basis? Um, and I decided to go back through a lot of my old videos, watch them, pull out little one-minute clips, and basically reworked them into um, short-form micromedia, so what we call micro-content. Um, so it's not like I just started going through videos and started pulling out for no reason, like what's the bigger goal? Those little tasks worked as part of a bigger picture of what I want to achieve on a daily basis. And that achievement, again, is just smothering you guys with amazing content on social media, whether it's trading quotes, whether it's quick hit tip videos, whether it's full uh, full length videos, whether it's podcast videos, right? So that's a good example of that. Um, an example of having a task that doesn't really have any purpose would be like would be like creating, um, I'm trying to think of one because everything I do these days basically has purpose. Um, but it would be like, I'm trying to think of something I wouldn't follow through with. Um, it would, it would be like this. It would be like, I recently created uh, a group chat. We're doing some strategy development 
uh, with uh, the traders we work with. So I, I recently created a group to follow along my strategy development. Now, it's kind of like me having a, an idea at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to open a group to talk about using Bollinger Bands, but that doesn't work into any kind of I'm not developing a strategy to talk about Bollinger Bands. I don't personally use Bollinger Bands. Kind of just an idea that came up at the time. And then I created something for it, really having no follow through on it. So that's a good example of that. But here's what you do. So you start by making a master list, a document, right? An app or a piece of paper where every current or future task will be stored. One great way to do this is David Allen's Get Things Done, right? GTD. Uh, in the trading world, that means good till day, right? GTD methodology, which is a five-step process um, that they're going to write in depth in the guide here. But once you have all your tasks together, it's time to break them down into monthly, weekly, and daily goals. As productivity consultant Brian Tracy explains, your monthly list pulls from your master list. Your weekly list pulls from your monthly list and so on. This way, you know your daily priorities are aligned with your bigger goals. I guess I could have just read that instead of instead of telling you guys uh instead of going off on my rant right however when setting your priorities try not to get too task oriented sure checking items off a list feels good oh yeah it does but you want to make sure you're prioritizing the more effective work when filling out your different lists remember the pareto principle or the 80 20 rule which says that 20 percent of your efforts tend to produce 80% of your results. Look for those tasks that don't just get checked off, but that bring you real results. Number two, separate the urgent from the important with the Eisenhower matrix. And there's a graphic for this. I'll kind of explain it. Um, think about a four square kind of a, a you know four quadrant type of chart with when your Y axis is importance and your X axis is urgency, right? Um, so the Eisenhower matrix is this, right? It's all well and good to say that you should learn how to prioritize work that begins uh, or that brings, excuse me, the most results. But how do you actually do it? In some cases, it will come down to experience. But when you're unsure, the Eisenhower matrix is the perfect tool to use. Developed by former U.S. President Dwight Eisenhower, the matrix is a simple four quadrant box that answers that helps you separate urgent tasks from important ones. In basic terms, urgent tasks are the things that you feel like you need to react to right away, like emails, phone calls, text, or news, while important tasks are ones that contribute to your long-term mission, values, and goals. When looking at how to prioritize tasks best, ask which of the quadrants they best fit in and then deal with them accordingly. Urgent and important, right? Do these tasks, and these are kind of the quadrants that it falls into. So again, imagine just draw a square out, break it into four pieces. Y axis is important, right? X axis is urgent, right? And then you can kind of look for the matrix of which tasks overlap in the in those uh, in say. The, the quadrants where they're both really important and really urgent. So for example, just to give you a visual, top right, right? Top right hand corner would be the most urgent and the most important important because it's at the very top of the important access and at the very right of the urgency access where task at the bottom left, right? The bottom left hand corner would be of little importance because it's at the very beginning of the important access. 
uh, and of little urgency because it's at the very beginning of the urgent access, right? So just like a trend, right? Top right, very bullish. Um, that's a good thing. Bottom left, uh, that's a bad thing. Not so much important. So here are the quadrants, right? Uh, ones that overlap in the urgent and important, do these tasks as soon as possible. Important, but not urgent. Decide when you do the when you need to do these and schedule it. Urgent, but not important. Delegate these tasks to someone else. Uh, neither urgent nor important. Drop these from your schedule as soon as possible. Next method, number three, rank your work by its true priority within the Ivy Lee method. Sometimes, despite our best efforts, we end up with a massive list of urgent and important tasks that we need to get done. In which case, we need to find a way to dig deeper and find their true importance. One of the best ways to do this was developed over 100 years ago by a productivity consultant named Ivy Lee. The so-called Ivy Lee method is a ridiculously easy way to force prioritization of your daily work. Here's how it works. One, at the end of each workday, write down the six most important things you, you need to accomplish tomorrow. Do not write down more than six tasks. Two, prioritize those six items in order of their true importance. Three, when you arrive tomorrow, concentrate only on the first task. Work until the first task is finished before moving to the next one. Four, approach the rest of your list in the same fashion. At the end of the day, move any unfinished items to a new list of six tasks for the following day. Five, repeat this process every day. Limiting yourself to six tasks or less each day creates a constraint that forces you to prioritize properly and then stay focused by single tasking your way throughout the list. And this is one of my preferred methods because I do a lot. And I typically, if you see me tweet right on the Twitter at Akil Stokes RTM, by the way, if you wanna give me a follow, um, Approaching 11,000 at the time of recording to this. Let's get to let's get to 12. Um, you'll notice a random tweet from me every once in a while that says, just knocked off three things in my to-do list, but just added 50,000 more, right? So my to-do list is always busy. And everything is important, but everything is not as important. And what I used to do is, was make a master list of like a million things, every single thing I needed to do, and two things would happen. One, I would get overwhelmed, right? I would get defeated right away. I'd come in, I mean, just imagine this, right? Come into the morning, you look at your list, there's 50 things that you wanna do. How much do you dread that? Are you excited to attack today, or are you like, right? Think about it like when you were a kid, right? And And, you know, let's say you get allowance, right? You know, mommy gives you allowance if you do some chores and you come in and there's a list of chores you have to do. It says, take out the trash, clean the dishes, right? You're kind of pumped up. You're like, oh man, like two tasks. I can do that. Let's, let's get started right away. You're fired up, right? To get that end result, which in that case of the allowance. But now imagine that you come down in the morning and you have about 50 chores to do. Do you even want to get started? No. Because there's no kind of payoff, right? We, we feel emotionally rewarded, right? There's, there's literally a chemical switch that happens in your brain when we get rewarded, right? This pleasure principle. We feel emotionally rewarded when we accomplish something, right? 
It's kind of like positive reinforcement for a kid. When a kid does something good, hey, good job, right? Here's a piece of candy. They feel good and they want to do it more, right? It's the same thing with task, right? When you complete a task, right? You know, all of you guys have probably done that, right? How do you feel after you've gotten through your to-do list? Or maybe you're at work and your boss gives you a certain amount of things you have to do and you got done with, with some time, right? How do you feel? You kick up the feet. You're like, oh, yeah, I feel good, right? You feel happy. You feel excited. You feel accomplished. And that kind of motivates you for the next day. How do you feel when you work as hard as you can and you don't get stuff done? You feel defeated. You feel even though you were very accomplished, you feel like you lost because you didn't complete the entire task. And that again, that that goes back to seeing that task already knowing that you're not going to be able to get it done. And basically, if you, you've lost before you even started the battle. And instead of getting something done, you've got nothing done or maybe you, you've done something, but you've did it half heartedly. So. I love the the idea of cutting down your task into something that is doable, right? Making a meal that is eatable, right? Eatable? Edible? Hmm? Leave a comment below. Let me know which one's the right one. Uh, but I, I do that purposely. So I, I have my, my 50 million list, right? And I, pro, I prioritize that with the urgency and importance and all that stuff. And then I just, I, I, I bite off a chunk. I list the five things. I, I personally use a thing called Wonderlist. It's right on my desktop, so I, I can check it on my phone. I can add it to my phone at night. I can check it in the morning. I use Wonderlist. Uh, w U W U N D E R List L I S T. It's it's free unless you want to get fancy with it. It's a great free tool. Um, not sponsored by them by any means. If, if you know if they want to throw me some money for the shout out, I'll take it. But I'm not. I just like it. Um, but I use that. I track my five things. And I just make it a goal to work really, really hard one thing at a time. You click the button, it gives you a little sound, woo, right? You feel accomplished, you work towards the next thing. And that helps me slowly chomp away at that bigger list. And sure, things are getting added each and every day. And, and that list never goes down. And I kind of like that, right? If I ever had everything complete, I'd, I'd feel like I was slacking. But you do get those wins because now instead of attacking 50 things at once, it's like, hey, I got five done. I won the day. I'll come back tomorrow and be excited and get five more things done and, and win that day as well. So I really like this one. Um, again, the Ivy Lee method. I'm going to skip the next one. I don't really care for that. So we're going to skip number five. Uh, set the tone of the day by eating the frog. Ribbit, ribbit. I'm not talking about you fancy guys. Go out and eat frog legs. I've actually had some before, believe it or not. Tastes like fish more than chicken, in my opinion, at least the texture of it. But anyway, uh, once you've prioritized your most important work in whatever method you choose, it's time to actually choose how to attack the day. How you start the day sets the tone for the rest of it. And often getting a large, hairy, yet important task out the way first, uh, first thing, gives you momentum, inspiration, and energy to keep moving. Man, it's like someone just said that. It's like someone just said that. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm actually reading through this article for the first time fully, right? Again, this is the Trading Coach Podcast. We're live, not rehearsed. Um, anyway, that's why a huge number of productivity experts suggest spending time on your most important task, MIT, right away each day, or as Mark Twain famously wrote, if you have to eat a live frog, it does not pay to sit and look at it for a very long time. Amen to that. All right. Just just boop, pop it in. Get it out the way. Um, when thinking about how, how to prioritize your daily work, 
try to include one of these frogs at the top of the list. And if you guys can get that, basically the task that you dread, but you need to get done, you know, that one thing you have to do for me, it's taking out the trash. I just did it right. Instead of waiting until the day of in the morning and sleeping on it at night and getting upset about the, the stinky diaper smells, right? Just get it out the way. Get it out the way. Free up the rest of your time, right? Feel like a winner and everything else will feel better kind of after that, after you get that, that big thing out the way, right? Do stuff you don't like. I've been explaining that to my, my three-year-old lately. He won, He's like, you know, we we're going to get a haircut today. He didn't want to go. He wanted to play his video game, his little tablet thing. And I'm like, I'm like, we have to go. And he's like, why? I'm like, and I'm like sometimes you got to do stuff you don't like. Get it out the way. We'll be back home. You can play whatever you want to play, right? And you don't have to worry about it for another two weeks or four weeks, whatever he goes. All right, number six. Cut out good enough. This is another one of my favorites. Cut out good enough goals with Warren Buffett's two list strategy. Um, it doesn't matter how efficient and effective you are each day if you're working towards the wrong goal. That's why it's a good idea to periodically reassess your long-term goals and priorities to make sure you're still on the right path. Here's one great method for doing this from billionaire investor Warren Buffett. As the story goes, uh, Buffett ran his personal pilot through this process to help him prioritize his career goals. The first step is to write down your top 25 goals. This could be life goals, career goals, educational goals, anything else that you want to spend your time on. Now, circle your top five on that list. If you're doing this right now, right, finish circling before moving on. Finally, any goal you didn't circle goes on an avoid at all cost list. Rather than uh, intersperse working on these goals when you have time, you should actively avoid them. These are the tasks that are seemingly important enough to deserve your attention, but that aren't moving you towards your long term priorities. And again, this goes back to what I talked about at the beginning how we often have so many thoughts going on. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to do that, right? The most recent conversation was starting a prop firm, right? It's, we're kind of, we all have shiny things syndrome. We're traders. You know, what do you expect? Uh, we're the same way with business, right? We want to do a million things at once right away. But sometimes we got to sit down, we got to discuss it and realize what fits into the plan, what fits into the bigger plan versus what's going to be a task that gets started and left behind. And I don't know how many guys were with us at, the other trading company I used to work with, but that was a big issue there. We would have so many things, and at the I remember at the beginning, right? This was before I before I got there. I guess now I guess I, I was a student at the time, um, going into coaching. Um, a good example was every time we would start a new a new task, a new a new project, a new training, a new system, whatever, we would start a brand new website. And before you know it, right, we had one company, but there was like 15 different websites and people didn't know where to go. And, and these websites were kind of half done, half tested, half this, half that. And it was just a mess. Right. And, and we, I remember getting together and we talked about, hey, what is the, 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 the bigger mission? What is the most important mission? What is the, the methodology here? Right. And everything we do has to somehow fit underneath that. And if it doesn't, whoop, kibosh it. Right. Number seven, and we're going to get done soon, guys. I'm keeping you long today. Be aware of the sunk cost fallacy. For example, don't fix a leaky boat, just switch vessels. And we can go into a whole rant 
as far as trade strategy development with this one because many of you guys are trading systems that don't work and you're spending so much time trying to fix it and at the core of it it just isn't something that that's profitable it's something that is just random in the market and will never be profitable yet you're still trying to fix it i know many of you guys have been there sometimes it's better to say hey you know what strategy doesn't work toss it in the trash start from scratch but we'll save that for another time um, but some of you guys know exactly what i'm talking about you're like yeah i've been there testing this strategy like eight times adding this filter that filter still doesn't work right there's something wrong at the core it's not a filter thing something wrong at the core don't don't try to you know fix the leaky boat you're just going to waste time and energy time and energy that could be spent on developing a different strategy um anyway as you go through these prioritization exercises, it's important to remember to be flexible. No one knows the future and prioritizing and planning is really just guessing. Sometimes you might prioritize a task only to have expectations or deliverables change on you. At this point, it's hard not to be disappointed, but you can't let that skew your judgment. Humans are especially susceptible. Uh, ooh, there we go. Boom, messed up a word today uh susceptible susceptible there we go susceptible man gosh to the sunk cost fallacy a psychological effect where we feel compelled to continue doing something just because we've already put time and effort to it right go back and listen to i forgot what number it was we're doing so many podcasts now but there was one called my my biggest investment mistake where I told you guys about my 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 biggest or our biggest real estate uh, flaw. By the way, I'm going to have my real estate partner uh, on the podcast very shortly, maybe the next ep episode to tell his story. I've been wanting to do this for years or since the podcast. Well, really years, but then again, in, in this format, once the podcast started, amazing story. Um, but go back and listen to the episode. It's basically a, a, a piece of property that we bought and we knew it was messed up. And we all knew it, but we we, we, we kept trying to just band-aid it, right? Band-aid, 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 and, you know, <laughs> uh, the band, the, you, you, a band-aid is not going to stop a gushing wound, right? The only, the only thing you can do in a gushing wound is kind of just like, hey, put it out of its misery and move on. And it took us about, what, maybe three years to kind of admit that and actually do it. But that's a, a great example of that. But uh, in reality is that no matter what you spend your time doing, you can never get that time back. Time, 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 right? The most important thing, time. And any time spent continuing to work towards uh, towards the wrong priority is just wasted time. Sometimes our effort is better place switching boats than trying to fix a leak. Amen. So, um, don't, do I want to read the... That's about it. There's, there's a little conclusion here. I'll, I'll let you guys read that. But I hope what you guys take from this podcast is the fact that you have to take yourself into account, right? It's one thing to try to be and act robotic, um, but keep in mind, we, we aren't robots, right? We are humans. We, we have emotions. Emotions affect us. They affect our mood. And I was talking to a guy in the barbershop today who his sister works for SpaceX. And we we're talking about kind of the work environment there, how it's, it's, he said, similar to Google, but a little bit more strict. But the mood there is to keep your employees happy because a happy employee is a productive employee, right? An angry employee, a mad, a depressed employee, one that's sad and doesn't want to be there, they're not going to be as productive or the level right, of their work isn't going to be up to par. So you have to, as a boss, right, you have to keep your employees happy 
if you want to get the most out of them. And we're the same way. You know, we, we happen to be the boss and the employee, but we have to keep ourselves happy and, and we have to try and get small wins each and every day. And what those small wins do is it keeps us motivated. It keeps us hungry. It keeps us really determined and inspired to attack the next day. And it may not seem like you're gaining much progress at first, but when you just like a, a string of good trade, you said an equity curve bump up, right? The same thing is with your uh, to-do list, right? You have that end goal. Think far right. That end goal far right. You're starting far left. You want to get it right away, but if you shoot for it all right away, you're just going to fall and miss, right? But if you attack each and every day and you consistently string together days and weeks and months of attacking and destroying and accomplishing these small goals, you're going to be so much closer a lot sooner than you ever thought. Um, and that's what the goal is. So take your small wins, guys. Um, complete. Think of those goals, prioritize those goals by importance and their urgency, and then start attacking them each and every day, but set it up in a way that you can win. And I promise you'll get closer and closer to your end goal. So thank you guys for joining me today. As always, if you like this, let me know. Leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube, right? Hit that like button. Share this on social media. I don't care if you're listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever give it a share and and do this, right? Attach my name in that share, right? Say, hey, great podcast today by at Akil Stokes RTM. And I'll certainly respond and, and give you a shout out. So for you guys trying to grow your social media following, right? Nothing better than a retweet from an influencer, right? So go ahead and do that. And uh, appreciate it as always the support. I'll see you guys on Friday for another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Until then, plan your trade, trade your plan, stay hungry, stay determined, stay motivated, and go win tomorrow.